Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, I'd like you to pass the phone to someone with a wrench. Like they wanted to talk to a guy because wow. they didn't realize that I actually knew my So you've done over $20 million in product? Yeah, in revenue, actually over $25 million Ooh, on Amazon. Oh, $25 Sorry, who's right. counting, right? <laughs> right, right? Who's counting after a million? I don't know. The money's just there. Welcome back to the Digital Social Hour. I'm your host, Sean Kelly. I'm here with my co-host, Wayne Lewis. What up, what up? And our guest today, Melissa Vong. How's Great. it going? Good. It's good to be here. Good to see you. It's been a, a hot minute. It's been a while. Like, what, three years or so? No, actually, we saw each other back in, I think it was November oh, yeah. when we were in town for Sell and Scale. Yeah, that Amazon conference. And you yeah. guys came to the Nelly concert. Nelly? Got to see Nelly, bro. Terrible. <laughs> you don't like him? <laughs> No, I'm, I have no problem with Nelly. I'm just not paying to go see him. That's I didn't pay. Yeah, if it's free, I'll, I'll go like yeah. go network and talk to people. I'm not. Yeah, it was more of a just he was there kind of thing. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we <laughs> hooked you up with some platinum tickets. So mm-hmm. she did. She saved me three thousand dollars. So yeah. Oh, for real? Well, yeah. it, it was a networking event. So it was for Sell and Scale. It was a conference with mm-hmm. Helium Ten. It was mm-hmm. their first ever Amazon seller focused. Mm-hmm event and i actually uh, spoke on a panel just before mm-hmm. gary vaynerchuk so we okay. got to open up the stage for him and where was this at this is in vegas, vegas. Oh, this is in last vegas. year yeah i forgot really? about it oh. what was it like meeting gary it was cool because i was actually backstage um after my talk so i went back and he was waiting mm-hmm. there so he had watched the whole segment yeah. and then he actually pulled me aside and he just basically complimented what I was saying and said, mm-hmm. hey, like that TikTok thing you said was really great. Nice. It was really raw. And like it was, yeah, it was very surreal. It was almost like a full circle moment because mm-hmm. he was one of the, you know, biggest people in the the marketing space I'd been following right. for over 10 years. And I saw yeah. him speak mm-hmm. 10 years prior to that for mm-hmm. the first time in Vegas at mm-hmm. the Mirage Hotel. And just to, you know, cross paths with him mm-hmm. and be able to open up a stage for him it was just Wow. Surreal. Yeah, that is surreal. So you've done over $20 million in product? Yeah, in revenue. Actually, over $25 million Ooh, on Amazon. Over $25 Sorry, million, who's correct. counting, right? <laughs> yeah, right? Who's counting after a million? I don't know. The money's just there. So, like, how, what does that feel like? Mm. It's um almost feels unreal like now was that 25 in one year or was that over the course uh that was over the course of like four or five years that's still good yeah yeah yeah. five a year yeah so basically just selling on amazon it almost feels like a Mm. game at this point Mm. like you see the score kind of going up like the sales going up and you wake up and you wake up to sales and it's like this crazy experience Mm -hmm. um just making that residual income Mm -hmm. how does that feel because do you feel like there's a lot of women in that space that's like dominating the space or do you feel like there's a lack there when it comes to Amazon? 
There's definitely been a lot more a women lot more. in selling on Amazon. Yeah. I think that small business owners who work from home, mm-hmm. it's actually, I believe the stat is like over 70% mm-hmm. wow. of six-figure at-home businesses are mm-hmm. made by women or really? run by women. Yeah. Um, and you can do this from the comfort of your own home. So mm-hmm. I think that there's maybe a lack of representation. Yeah, there is because it's, it's more so. I, I feel like the, uh, the only hams is like the... That's where that's what's being recommended for women. Yeah. Versus like, you know, Amazon. I mean, you're living, walking proof that, you know, you can make twenty five million dollars and technically not say you you don't need a man because I don't like saying that. But you can have the same success, you know, as, you know, certain men or, you know, whoever you're going after. And it's very well possible for you, you know. So I think that you kind of breaks that i would yeah. say that whatever stigma around that that you know women aren't getting their just due yeah. just, they just have to hustle harder right absolutely i mean that's with anything i won't sit here and pretend that you know it's harder being a woman because mm-hmm. it's harder in some areas mm-hmm. but oftentimes there's a lot of doors open right. because i'm a woman mm-hmm. like i get the opportunity to speak on stages because they need to fill you know mm-hmm. the slots and they need to mm-hmm. have more representation whether it's someone mm-hmm. who's a minority or a woman or whatever right. it is i do get a lot more opportunities because of it mm-hmm. and i'm going to so take advantage of, of being it a woman, so right? yeah 100 so there, there's always a conversation of lack right of lack this is what we don't have this is what we don't make blah blah blah, blah. you didn't get into business to run payroll did you that's okay i didn't either Now there's Gusto. Gusto not only offers payroll, but also benefits, onboarding, and HR all in one place to more than 300,000 businesses. Maybe you want federal, state, and local payroll taxes to be filed automatically no matter where your employers work, or maybe you want to offer a 401k plan to help your employees save for retirement. Do you have compliance with regulations? Three out of four employers say Gusto makes it easier to be compliant with the government. With Gusto's simple, guided software and user-friendly interface, payroll and HR are no longer exhausting, they are rewarding. Gusto was built for small businesses from the start. Gusto takes the pain out of payroll benefits and HR and puts the joy back into running your business. Gusto also integrates with your favorite tools, tools like QuickBooks, Xero, Google, and more. Want all this and more with no hidden fees? Try it out for three months for free at gusto.com social. That's gusto.com slash social. Probably the first woman I've heard in a while that talks about the perks mm. of it. 100%. I think people also <laughs> maybe don't think that you have what it takes as a woman mm-hmm. in certain industries. Mm-hmm. So I actually used to work in the car industry, which was heavily dominated by, by men. Yeah. And, you know, when I would pick up the phone, make sales calls, mm-hmm. people would literally t- tell me, they'd say, hey, I'd like you to pass the phone to someone with a wrench. Like they wanted to talk to a guy because they didn't realize that I actually knew my So I actually had to work harder and study the Mm -hmm. stats a lot more than maybe, you know, the next guy. Mm -hmm. But at least I can blow them away with my knowledge. And Mm -hmm. that's what I had to keep me, you know, competitive in the space Mm -hmm. and make it happen for me as a female in in cars. Nice. So how did you get into Amazon? Were you profiting from the first year or did it take some time to build up? So it was just right out of university. I basically was already in the car industry. Mm -hmm.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Came out of university with you know a bunch of student debt, moved to the big city, and thought that there was more opportunity working for a higher level, prestigious you know luxury car brand. Uh, I started with Nissan, and then I got a job in Toronto, and I was like, okay, the clientele has deeper pockets. Maybe I'll make more money working at a luxury dealership. And basically, my my living expenses dramatically mm-hmm. increased because you're living in the core city for right. those of you who don't know like mm-hmm. Toronto is the most expensive city to live in Canada or one of the most expensive mm-hmm. next to like Vancouver right. so basically had to find a way to supplement my income because I was barely able to pay my rent and mm-hmm. I have expensive tastes like I love food like that mm-hmm. well, that's what I mean mm-hmm. when I like mm-hmm. expensive things mm-hmm. is See, I like to spend taste, on food like, like literally food. I can live with yeah. that yeah I don't usually Sean spend too, a whole though. lot of money on like you know, shoes and like Mm -hmm. purses or heels or anything like Mm -hmm. that. I like to spend it on experiences Mm -hmm. and food. Mm -hmm. So for me, I had to find a way to make extra money. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, I wasn't going to be able to stay in the city. So I was looking at different, you know, options to Mm -hmm. make money online because I had experienced, you know, I made my first dollar in affiliate marketing online. I was like, you know, this is so cool. I got hooked and I just tried to find different ways mm. that I could make money uh, using the internet with the tools that we have available mm. to us. Mm. And what was that first product that sort of started everything for you? So we sold an organic castor oil and it's basically a, it's an oil that's um, sourced from castor beans and we, it's cold Did you pressed. Make it? So we actually sourced it from overseas. Oh, okay, okay. We so would a, buy the a, oil. A white label? It was private label. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Private label is mm-hmm. a fantastic model because you don't have to purchase, right. you know, machinery, mm-hmm. manufacture your own products or print your own labels. Usually mm-hmm. you work with a contract mm-hmm. manufacturer who is able to put your branding mm-hmm. on the product mm-hmm. and they can even pass down organic certification as well, which is nice. So we did. Oh, so Amazon is going to require you to submit some kind of proof that everything is everything so do they submit that too yeah so okay. certificates of analysis is yeah. usually what they ask for right. anything that goes on your body or in your body gonna... because we also sell supplements as well right. they've actually gotten a lot more strict with mm-hmm. those regulations mm-hmm. so you now need what's called an iso certified certificate of mm-hmm. analysis right. so that way they know that everything matches the supplement fact mm-hmm. panel wow. because people are faking it <laughs> oh well, yeah. no it's 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 too much of a risk i mean you got lawsuits so right. if she sells something something and i break out that falls on her and which falls, falls on, on amazon, amazon. Yeah. yeah so amazon is even requiring insurance now too really yeah yeah, yeah. Wow. if you make over ten thousand dollars a month consecutively for three months they'll ask you to provide proof of insurance, insurance. so you want to open up your store with that because it's kind of a plus right yeah What's and you good? need liability insurance either yeah. way yeah it's, it's not that much. yeah i made sure i got it on the pod we say mm-hmm. some pretty crazy stuff yeah. don't want anyone <laughs> suing us for it yeah. that's hilarious um so after the first year like what were the numbers like were you doing a million the first year or did that take some time yeah so i actually cracked a million in my first year Mm. and then by the second year i'd made a million dollars in profit Mm -hmm. i know a lot of people talk about you know revenue numbers but 
literally castor oil alone made me a million dollars in profit wow but then we expanded the catalog so we mm. went into natural skincare products like serums uh we did mm. moisturizers body oils that mm. type of thing nice and you eventually sold one of the brands right we actually sold two of our brands mm -hmm. uh, to date. So the first one was the Botanical Skincare mm -hmm. Company. Mm -hmm. And then we started a supplement brand called Orphic Nutrition. I uh, co-founded it with my partner, Bryce Alderson. Mm -hmm. So he used to play soccer for the Vancouver Whitecaps. Nice. So with his knowledge in sports nutrition and then my Amazon knowledge, we had like a like basically a business baby. Mm -hmm. That's <laughs> um, amazing. And yeah, so then we sold that company. Mm -hmm. It got acquired two years ago mm -hmm. by an aggregator in this space. And nice. it was, yeah, it was a wild journey. Yeah, I've, I went to an Amazon conference a few months ago. They were basically saying there's aggregators that just buy up successful Amazon stores yeah. doing like one to five million, right? And they just combine them all. Yeah, exactly. They're picking up, they get so much funding. So they now have all this excess money where mm -hmm. they want to put it into acquiring brands mm -hmm. and then being able to scale them up and mm -hmm. basically become a digital Procter & Gamble, right? Mm -hmm. Like the e-commerce giant of all these right. different Like a JP households. Morgan. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Cause it's cash flow every month for yeah, them. Yeah, so for they're sure. just stacking it. That's a dope business model though. To, it is. To, it but is. You're seeing but that a lot of them are failing now too. So a lot of them are actually getting acquired by some of the bigger aggregators. Mm -hmm. So the ones that got a lot of funding, they just all they knew how to do was buy businesses, but mm -hmm. they didn't know how to scale. scale them. They yeah. didn't have the infrastructure they, to they do that. They just have the money, not the business acumen. Yeah. yeah. I was just gonna say it seems risky if you don't know the marketing side. Well, you're supposed to buy it, but then I feel like you're supposed to put her on some kind of. Uh, like payroll. a payroll yeah. to run it for a couple yeah. years after. You know, Did they do that to you? I'm keeping yeah. her on board. I'm buying from <laughs> keeping her on payroll. She, she yeah. she's Because she's the business. It. Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah, so with the second exit, mm -hmm. we actually did have to stay on for two years. So mm -hmm. we structured it as an earnout. Yeah. So we got a percentage of the revenue, mm -hmm. uh, and it's based on the performance and the growth of the okay. business. Smart. I like that because the incentives are aligned there for every yeah. party. And did you make more on, more on an earnout? Would you, would you feel or do you, would, would you think a buyout you actually make make more? It depends. So my first company was straight cash mm -hmm. buyout and it was nice because then I didn't really have to stick around mm -hmm. and I was maybe only helping with the due diligence and the transfer of all the assets and maybe just, you know, showing them how to do a couple things. Mm -hmm. uh, but we had all of the SOPs, so standard operating procedures in right. place. So it made it very easy to hand off the business mm -hmm. and basically um, within maybe two to four weeks, I was basically done with the business and they took it over and didn't have to think about it. So mm -hmm. just that mentally, like that little mental, you know, back in the head, Hey, like I have to focus on this. It's no longer there. Mm -hmm. Um, but with the second company, we basically stayed on for two years afterwards and it depends. It can be a good thing or a bad thing. Mm -hmm. It just depends how it performs over the next two years, right. because if it the bed because they don't have the operations to be able to continue growing the company you're not going to see as much of a an earnout or payout yeah. over those next two years yeah, it makes sense how do you find trending products are you going to the canton fair and other conferences pre we did go to the canton fair and yeah, it was the second person i went bro i still haven't went i'm jealous i want to go it sounds fun bro it's big it's China's fun. Yeah. I mean, like, there's so many cool things. It's like walking through Alibaba in person. Yeah, like, <laughs> everything is everything. Even the new stuff is like, yo, this is going to be a hit. Yeah. And they'll tell you, like, yo, this 
this is gonna be a hit right yeah. here. So yeah. you found some cool stuff there. Well, we even saw things before they came to out. North America. So yeah. it's almost like seeing into the future when you go to mm-hmm. Canton Fair. Because yeah. you know, before the Theragun was big, we saw all of these massage guns and mm-hmm. it's like that would be a really cool product. Yeah. And then someone obviously saw it and they ran with it mm-hmm. and they brought it over yeah. and made it a multi million dollar business. Yeah. yeah, that company blew up. Yeah. Theragun. Theragun blew up. Those the people. hoverboards blew up yeah, from China. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. Didn't Dan Fleshman do something with hoverboards? Yeah. He brought it over. Yeah, and yeah. yeah, there's a lot of products. Mm-hmm. I feel like China just has so many winning products for some reason. Well, they're forward. They're they're the innovators. Yeah. That's I mean, where everything's yeah, made. Where everything. So you go straight cheaper, to right? the source. Yeah. 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 You go straight to the source and then you set up shop out there. Yeah. Having that streamline, that those relationships out there are way more powerful. Yeah. Especially when you're talking about products and selling and retail. So do you speak Mandarin? I don't. See, that's one thing I wish that my parents had taught me <laughs> because it would, you know, be so much more helpful. Oh, yeah, they would fall in love with you because then you're negotiate. both. You're best of both yeah, worlds. Yeah. So yeah. how did you communicate when you went there? So you mm-hmm. speak in English, and most of them actually do speak decent English. So, oh, okay. yeah, yeah, as long as you speak clearly and slowly and you don't overcomplicate you. everything. And usually if you have a spec sheet, if you know exactly what you want, mm-hmm. you can communicate pictures. They're very, you know, they mm-hmm. want to see the product. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also bring a translator with you mm-hmm. if you want to take it to the next level. Mm-hmm. Like if you're doing factory tours, sometimes like the owner of the the manufacturing plant doesn't speak English, but it's all the salespeople that you're usually mm-hmm. talking to and they do right. speak English. Yeah. But if you bring a translator with you when you're viewing the facilities, they're yeah. going to take you a little bit more seriously too because like you're willing to spend money mm-hmm. to have a proper conversation with yeah. them. Yeah. Have you ever gone on a factory tour and it was just really weird, like I you didn't have. like it? I've been on not like a really bad factory tour. We've actually been on some really interesting factory tours, mm-hmm. but it was more in a group setting. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like it was awkward or anything. Yeah. We actually went to a packaging facility in China, in Guangzhou, and basically they took us around, showed us the, you know, mm-hmm. the printing press and all the machinery and they actually print for Walmart. Oh, wow. So to be able to see like all of Walmart's packaging literally being printed in front of you, mm-hmm. like yeah. you know that they're obviously a reliable mm-hmm. manufacturer because you're yeah. seeing some of the I'll, biggest names work I've with seen them. some weird ones. I just asked because of sweatshops no, and I've stuff. seen some bad ones, bro. We went into it. We thought it was a warehouse. It was in like an apartment complex. The way they were making the stuff, it was kids running around. I'm like, no. Nah, this is in the US or China? No, nah, this is China. I'm like, oh, wow. it's not it. I don't want to, I don't want to do business with them. No, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, that's that's a good thing that you went so you can see like the, the conditions that yeah. they're working yeah, in. Yeah, it was just and choose to work with the partners that obviously don't rely yeah. on sweatshops. Yeah, well, a lot of don't yeah. a lot of the big brands use sweatshops or is that a myth? Um some of them do. do. I feel like some of them maybe they're not aware or they are aware and they're kind of just brushing it mm-hmm. under right. the carpet because obviously margins. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, the margins but China are. has grown so much it's kind of hard to find well what we perceive as a sweatshop over there is basically legal uh, well it's not it's actually really nice some of those warehouses are really nice and we will say oh this is a sweatshop but bro everything's efficient they're, yeah most people are happy it's music playing like but it's a ton of people in there working (laughs) getting the task done like you're being done like it's getting done the workforce over there is like to me amazing and you know chinese people are some of the hardest working people i know um for sure i'm half chinese and you know my mom's half chinese Mm -hmm. and she's the hardest working person in my life and she's basically what inspired me to 
go out there and do better for our family. And she gave us the opportunity by coming all the way from Vietnam, actually, because she's half Viet, half Chinese. Yeah. Uh, During the Vietnam War, our family had to leave Mm. and came to Canada to seek refuge. Wow. So what's what's next for you? You know, granted, you've had a ton of success doing Amazon is your um, plan that just keeps scaling up. Like, what's is 100 million the next goal? Yeah. Over the next five years? Absolutely. I mean, we're still very much actively selling on Amazon, also on our own websites. Mm -hmm. So we've launched a couple of new brands, Mm -hmm. actually just launched a new pet brand. I brought you some products so you can give it to your dog because it's the cutest. Okay. I'm all about my dog's health, man. Yeah. That's a good niche for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially like everyone got a pandemic pup. So. Yeah, 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 I got two. I got one too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah you yeah. got lonely? Yeah. Um, I didn't get lonely. I just, I wanted to have a kid. Yeah. At that point. And um, obviously I didn't have one. I just went on <laughs> Craigslist and was like, well, go find a dog. Dogs are pretty much kids. I mean, yeah. You know? Yeah. How do you do quality control? Because I've heard nightmare stories about this. And now yeah. your volume, like one bad order could like be a six-figure loss. Yeah. And I she's mean, doing skincare too. That, that QC has to be crazy. So yeah. with skincare, we actually source most of our mm-hmm. products and ingredients mm-hmm. and work with manufacturers in the U.S. Okay. We don't typically go overseas unless it's for packaging mm-hmm. because obviously it's a lot um, easier mm-hmm. to scale packaging orders overseas it's just it was cheaper mm-hmm. now it is a lot more expensive with shipping container prices that have gone up mm-hmm. so we work with both us and overseas suppliers mm-hmm. but with quality control you always want to do like a pre-delivery inspection mm-hmm. with anything you buy like it's very similar to when you buy a pre-construction home or you buy a car you always want to do a pre-delivery inspection to make sure there's nothing wrong with it mm-hmm. so you can actually outsource and hire companies like Kima to do those pre-delivery inspections for you and they'll mm. send you a full report. It'll literally test, you know, the viscosity, the color, the, they'll do drop mm. tests. They'll, you know, they'll test basically everything that needs to be tested wow. under the sun. And actually we ran into a really huge problem with one of our shipments and we had been working with this supplier for years. So obviously you gain that trust and you think, oh, like they're going to take care of me. They're not mm. going to. But unfortunately, there was this one order where the droppers were slightly too long, where when you screwed it into the glass bottle, it like basically was it was just touching the bottom of the Mm -hmm. bottle. So when you're shipping it and, you know, Amazon delivery people, they don't care. They're like chucking it, (laughs) playing frisbee with your packages. Mm -hmm. And then basically it would shatter the glass dropper. And that was a huge liability, right? So we're getting people calling us, emailing us Mm. saying, hey, like this is broken. Um, We want a refund or we're going to take action or whatever. Mm -hmm. So we had to recall all of those um, bottles that were made in that batch. No, so they were refunds. So anyone. Yeah, (laughs) because Amazon deals with all the processing. Mm -hmm. So they basically do the refunds. Amazon probably was like, all right, cool. Yeah. Yeah, But thankfully, we didn't sell too, too many of those. So they weren't in the stream of commerce. Like Mm -hmm. as soon as we got our first complaint, we're like, okay, we got to pull this. Mm -hmm. Um, And I remember we had all these extra droppers that we had ordered because we ordered like maybe 10,000 of them and um, for that specific shipment. So we had thousands of these droppers that we couldn't use. So that's, you know, a waste of mm-hmm. money. And then I reached out to my manufacturer and they wouldn't send us new ones. They just sent us new stems. They didn't send like the dropper part of it. Yeah. So I'm literally sitting in my living room with we're- my fiance and we're <laughs> manually replacing oh all gosh. of the pipettes ourselves. So yeah, it was awful. a bit of a sweatshop so, in our living room. <laughs> did, so did, did you guys get it done? 
We got it done, and wow. then we were yeah. <laughs> so you guys pulled them off with the thousand pulled them off with the Yep. How many? I, I don't know. It was I blacked out by like the <laughs> That's dedication right there, man. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's tough when it comes from China. I mean, you're kind of hoping. Well, it's it's. I mean, I think they pretty much do their best, but I mean, it happens. You got to pivot. You got to be an entrepreneur at, at that point. Like you got to think like one. Yeah. So 100%. what's the next one? You got to get to work. The most successful people, I think, are the ones that are able to pivot. They're mm-hmm. flexible mm-hmm. and they're resourceful. Yeah. You know, whenever I've talked to people or when I hire people, even the people that do the best are usually the most resourceful and they're not going to ask me questions for mm-hmm. every single little thing. Mm-hmm. They're going to go and find the answer. But if, you know, they can't, then they're going to come to mm-hmm. me. Yeah, I love that. Do you see Amazon getting saturated? I think there's always going to be competition no matter what niche you're in, what space you sell on, or mm-hmm. what marketplace you sell on, that like you could sell on your own website, Shopify, but the traffic's not going to be there. You mm-hmm. have to pay to send traffic to your own website. Mm-hmm. With Amazon, they provide the traffic for you. Mm-hmm. So obviously there is an appeal to that. There's going to be competitors. I specifically sell in the consumable space. So it is filled with a lot more experienced sellers, but I wouldn't say that it's like hyper saturated hmm. certain products sure like there's products like the garlic press for example that's over saturated yeah, avocado one yeah the avocado smasher yeah. thing <laughs> like there's so many oversaturated products but if you can find a way to differentiate your products market it a little bit different maybe you have different causes that you you know that your customers are gonna gonna resonate with mm-hmm. for us we we find different ways we can make our products either more potent we're going to be very competitive with our pricing mm. so we work with manufacturers that can accommodate that yeah um and you know we're gonna provide since we are cutting out the middleman we can remain right very competitive now i've heard the margins are slim on e-commerce is that true with amazon products Compared to maybe some other industries, I'd say, you know, our average margins were about 30 to 35 percent. Some products had way higher margins. Some of them even had less. But we were basically banking on margin for Amazon. Yeah, for Amazon. Yeah, because the Amazon takes a fee, too. They do. That's after Amazon takes their fees and everything. So 30 percent was our average after our cost of goods, after Amazon fees and Mm. shipping costs. It's pretty good. Not bad at all. For I mean, Amazon. One sell in volume, obviously, but uh, her volume it's good. Thirty five percent is not bad at all. Yeah. I mean that's six mil profit off twenty five, right? Easy. Nice. All right. Well Quick what's math. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Asian in me. <laughs> what's next for you? Uh, I am diversifying a little bit. So mm. Amazon's great, obviously. It's what I know, so mm. it's hard to get out of the space when that's basically where all of my my expertise lies. But I've diversified into real estate, so I bought some rental properties. Mm. Most recently, actually opening up a escape room. Oh. So I don't know if you guys have ever been where? to one. Yes. Uh, in Canada. Oh, you in guys got to come on visit once Bro, we're I, open. I do those monthly. I'm not even kidding. Yeah. I love escape rooms. I feel like entrepreneurs love escape rooms yeah. because it's just the problem solving yeah, in you, yeah. you know? Okay. Escape rooms. Love it. So yeah. you want to open up your first or you plan on opening up a lot of those? We have exclusivity for, so we're doing a franchise, mm-hmm. which is nice because you're buying the rights to the branding already. The name. You're exactly. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the processes are already in place. They mm-hmm. actually will build out the games for us. We just have to pay for the construction. Mm-hmm. So it's basically you pay, you know, X amount of dollars to ma- make the room yeah. uh, and it cash flows really, really well. Mm-hmm. So it's just another nice. way to diversify. Is this Escapeology or a different one? No, it's actually called Trapped. Okay. So they're it's mainly like the in Canada, but they are also expanding to the yeah. U.S. Nice. 
If you guys want to open one in Vegas, let me know. <laughs> is this the one with live actors? You can have live actors, but okay. you don't always have to because then it's just another person you have to staff and yeah. some people don't like really, live actors. I haven't done an escape room yet. You would like it. Bro. You got to think outside the box. We um, should go do one yeah. later. Yeah, yeah, I might be down after dinner. After actually. dinner, right, yeah. Right. All right, Wayne, you got anything? No, um, I definitely uh, appreciate appreciate you for coming on. I uh, definitely like your drive. I think there, uh, uh, you guys, uh, more women need that spotlight on, on them because uh, we need more, we need better role models. Mm. Love that. Thanks Thank for coming you. on, Melissa. Thank Thanks you for, for watching, me. guys. And I'll uh, see you next time. Peace. Yeah, because it does.